Hey, Goal Achievers. Welcome to the Elite Achievement Community. I'm Kristen Burke, your host and coach here to demystify the goal achievement process. If you are ambitious and visionary, then let's get to work so you can maximize your potential. Hey, Goal Achievers. Welcome back to Elite Achievement. Kristen here, and I'm excited to introduce you to Lindsay McMillan Steeman, a speaker, writer, and prospecting trainer. Lindsay owns McMillan Consulting and specializes in teaching executives, leaders, and teams how to leverage LinkedIn to drive revenue. Welcome, Lindsay. Thank you so much, Kristen. I am so excited to have this conversation with you and for your listeners. Well, I am so fired up to connect with you. I remember very vividly us getting connected through a referral and our conversation was filled with so much energy, so much excitement, a lot of focus on growing businesses. So I am sure our listeners are going to take a ton out of the conversation today. I'm curious, you're known as LinkedIn Lindsay. How did you become known as LinkedIn Lindsay? Okay, so I have to start with the funny part of this story. And that is that a great friend and mentor of mine several years ago, who was just always challenging me and pushing me and getting me out of my comfort zone, you could literally see the light bulb go off above his head. And he goes, I've got it. It was like a eureka moment. And he said, LinkedIn Lindsay. And I looked at him kind of like that tilted head look. And I said, no. No, we're not doing that. No, that's just too cheesy. I'm just not going that route. No way. He goes, oh, it's so memorable. It's great. And so I fought it. I admittedly fought it for a few years. And candidly, when I launched my Instagram business account, I thought, you know, what would this name be? And sure enough, LinkedIn Lindsay just made sense. And so he was very happy when I gave him the call and let him know that I was fully embracing LinkedIn Lindsay. And it stuck, right? It is memorable. But prior to that, I have been teaching sales professionals, leaders, executives, recruiters, young professionals, students, how to leverage LinkedIn as a business tool uh, for over 8 years. So thousands and thousands of people later, it's pretty wild. I always tell people that I'm not a social media expert. So a lot of people think, oh, cool, LinkedIn, like Facebook too, Instagram, YouTube, and then they go on and on TikTok. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, LinkedIn is the sandbox I stay in. I don't even know how TikTok works. And that might make me really uncool, but it's the truth. Me either. I don't even have it on my phone because I don't even know. (laughs) Well, it's so interesting that your mentor gave you that feedback because it definitely distinguishes you. In the consulting world, in the coaching world, we know very clearly from LinkedIn Lindsay what you do and what you specialize in. And I know we were joking a little bit about TikTok and all the different social media platforms. I'm wondering, is LinkedIn still relevant today? Absolutely. It's a great question. And it's one that I get pretty often. So there's a few things to think about when you consider LinkedIn as a current tool that you might be using, but not really maximizing or something that you might be considering getting on. And so a few things I want to share. One is that LinkedIn is actually older than Facebook. Many people don't know that. They were acquired by Microsoft, right? Massive global company for $26.2 billion in 2016. 
which means really that they're here to stay. They're not going anywhere. There are more than two people joining the LinkedIn Global Network every second. And what I want you to think about and the listeners to think about is that LinkedIn's corporate, their vision is to create the world's first economic graph. Now, when I first heard the term economic graph, I had no idea what that meant. But ultimately, what their vision is, is that of the over 7 billion people in the world, around 3.1 billion people are working. And they want every single one of those 3.1 billion people who are working to be represented on their platform. So as of right now, this number is changing all the time. We've got 725 million members globally, 55 million companies represented, over 25 million jobs listed, over 125,000 schools. So many people don't even realize that young people can actually join LinkedIn as well. So my nieces and nephews who are in high school, launching into college, some are already in college, they're using LinkedIn as high schoolers to build their professional footprint that early on, which is just so cool. And they're using it to vet colleges and universities. And they're using it to get into organizations that they may not have otherwise gotten access to. So that was probably a long-winded answer to your question. But the short answer is yes, LinkedIn is absolutely still relevant today. I have never thought about LinkedIn as a platform to help students get connected to colleges and universities. I've always thought of LinkedIn as a professional networking site you go to to connect with other professionals or promote products and services or even find careers. I had no idea there were so many other uses for the platform. Absolutely. And many of the clients that I've worked for have kids who are in college and they say, Hey, Lindsay, can you help my daughter? Can you help my son establish their presence on LinkedIn? And I say, absolutely. And some of them already have a footprint and a profile. And so they go through our profile transformer experience. And one of my favorite stories to share is that young female student, young professional now at this point, she launched her LinkedIn profile. And within three days of us going live with her LinkedIn profile, she had five employers reach out to request an interview with her within three days. I mean, how amazing is that? So employers are seeking young talent, right? They're seeking these young people who can join their organizations. And so when you find them and they're on LinkedIn already in their you know late teens and early 20s, snatch them up, right? Have that conversation, have that interview with them. Well, let's talk a little bit about how we can establish a personal brand on LinkedIn. What recommendations do you have to establish your brand on LinkedIn? So I'm going to answer this a little bit more creatively than I normally do. I recently wrote an article titled, Give Them a Reason, where I'm challenging readers to give people, right, profile viewers, people who come find you on LinkedIn or you show up in a search result, give those people a reason to follow and engage with your profile, with your digital reputation. And it really starts with two questions. The first is, who do you want to attract professionally? And the second question is, what are those people challenged with 
personally and professionally. And yes, I said personally, because if there's anything that we learned in 2020 about the global pandemic, it's that our personal and professional lives are intertwined more than we've ever realized. (laughs) So it's asking the question, who do I want to attract? Who do I want to do business with? And what are they challenged with professionally and personally? And then through that, going to your question of establishing that personal brand, you build out your LinkedIn profile to tell that story. Right. A lot of folks think, oh, LinkedIn is just an online resume. Sure, there are aspects of your profile that are like a resume, but LinkedIn has really evolved over the last, I would say, five to six years to allow members to create a narrative. Why do you do what you do? How did you get to where you are? What drives you? What motivates you? Who are you trying to connect with? So it is much more than a resume today. And those are just a few things to think about as you're establishing and really improving your professional reputation and digital footprint on LinkedIn. I appreciate the way you answered that question, specifically helping our listeners think about who do I want to attract? And I think that connects so deeply with my belief around clarity and how we need to have that level of clarity and intentionality in order to achieve what it is that we want to achieve. I know when I first built my LinkedIn profile, it was several years ago when I graduated college that I wasn't thinking at all about who I want to attract. I was thinking this is an online resume. It's really fascinating to hear how powerful the platform really can be for users. I'm curious to learn more about growing or evolving your network on LinkedIn. And I'm thinking specifically, Lindsay, if I'm on LinkedIn today and I know that I want to pivot or change directions, how do I start to grow my network and evolve my network of connections? Yeah, absolutely. I love this question because oftentimes people get frustrated by LinkedIn. And candidly, I do too, right? They're never in a state of perfection. They're an online platform, just like many other digital tools and resources that we use. So something that I love to share with my clients is this idea of doing sprints. So setting a timer on your phone for 3 minutes, And just give you a quick run of ideas that can help you think about who should be in your network. So that's the first question. Before you start that three-minute timer, you have to think, who should be in my LinkedIn network? Who do I want to be connected with? And then you go through a series during that three minutes. You're just jotting down every type of person and individual you can think of. It might be your alumni. It might be friends from college or high school. It might be your neighbors. It might be vendors, clients, potential clients. The list could go on and on. It could be peers and colleagues, depending on what you do. So once you've done that sprint and identified who should be in your network, then you go through these four simple steps. The first step is that you find them on LinkedIn. (laughs) Sounds pretty simple, right? So you find them on LinkedIn. Then the second step is you connect with them. So yes, you have permission from LinkedIn Lindsay to find them on LinkedIn and connect with them yourself. Then step three is you follow up with them. It's a very simple idea. And just like anything in life and in business, LinkedIn is no different. Once people accept your invitation, you must follow up with them. So that's step number three. 
Step number four is staying in touch with them. So it's really easy, Kristen. I see this all the time. I work with lots of very busy business owners and executives who have a lot of people in their first degree network of LinkedIn connections, and they don't know what to do with them. Frankly, they may not even know who many of them are. And so if you're listening and you fall into that camp, well, I would say it is a worthwhile exercise to put on your goal list before the end of quarter one to assess your LinkedIn network. Who are you already connected to? Who do you need to trim out a little bit? Who's missing? Right? Because what I always say is if you're in business, one of your primary roles is to bring in new business. If you're not connected to your clients and your potential clients, your competition will be period. They might already be in addition to you. So we have to make sure that we're using LinkedIn as another way to stay in front of people that we care about most. When you go to connect with people, do you recommend we personalize that connection request? Yes, absolutely. It's like I paid you under the table to ask that question. (laughs) No, it's perfect. Yes, always. So here's a couple of quick tips. First of all, in the desktop website version of LinkedIn.com, the only blue connect button you should click is within somebody's LinkedIn profile. Because we know without a shadow of a doubt that LinkedIn is going to allow us to add a note and personalize that invitation. Now, here's the catch. With building your network through the mobile app, you have to take one extra step. You don't click that connect button. You have to click on more or the three little dots, and then personalize your invite. So it's a quick distinction, but very important. And so the question that you ask is, should we personalize? And the answer is yes. And then you may follow up with why. Well, 85% of the people who receive a personalized invitation from you are going to accept your invitation. 85%. And there's a few reasons for that, right? You're standing out in their inbox. Now, I would venture to say, because I've seen in the last 18 months, a lot of companies popping up that provide automation services. And those can be a great tool and they can also be a not so great tool. It just depends on what their approach is. But I would say that when you personalize that invitation, you not only do you have an 85% chance of someone accepting it, but LinkedIn Smart, they incentivize us to personalize because when that person accepts, LinkedIn is going to give us an unread message in our LinkedIn inbox which is our cue, it's our prompt to follow up, which is that third step. So you find the people, number two, personalize your connection request. When they accept you, number three, follow up. If you do not personalize your invitations, LinkedIn is not going to prompt you to follow back up with them. Interesting. I've never noticed that difference. And then I start to wonder, what do you say in the connection personalization. And of course, I'm sure it's individual, but sometimes I get a little caught up in striving for perfection as I think a lot of my clients do. What do you say? Do you keep it light? Do you keep it simple? What do you recommend? Yes and yes, light, simple. And what I would say, the number one no is do not ask a question in your invitation. So I always give the example of this sales professional that I trained a few years ago. And we built out his LinkedIn profile. His confidence skyrocketed. He knew he looked great on the platform. He was using it consistently. And he comes back to me and says, Lindsay, I've got a great profile. I'm reaching out to people and nobody's responding. And I said, what do you mean nobody's responding? He's like, well, they're 
I said, are they accepting your invitation? And he goes, well, yeah, they're accepting my invitation, but then they're not doing anything. I said, wait a second, pause. Their action is accepting your invitation. Your follow-up is the most important piece of that digital relationship. So the joke I make is if you ask a question and you send that invitation all in the same activity, you're almost going in for the marriage proposal before they've accepted the first date. So they accept the first date by accepting your invitation. Then you have a ping pong match, short, sweet messages, quick messages back and forth, right? Kristen, thanks so much for accepting my invitation. I noticed fill in the blank on your LinkedIn profile. I noticed we're connected to X number of common connections. This is the type of work I do. I like knowing the people in my network so that I can be a better resource to them. Would you be open to a conversation? Don't ask for the meeting in your invitation. So I would say that is a really big best practice for people to consider when they are sending those invitations out. Do you recommend then you ask for the meeting and the follow-up? So once someone connects, is that where you ask for the meeting? It can be. I think it just depends what your goal is, what you're trying to do. Some people prefer to have a few ping pong messages back and forth before going in for the ask. Others, you may be surprised too when you send an invitation and they do actually respond back to you and start a dialogue. So it really is kind of a case by case. I would say that it is appropriate and it is okay to ask for the meeting or ask for the short, quick phone call, but it's all about how you tee it up and what language you're using. So I'm hearing you say the most important part is to have a process and to consistently grow your network with a personalized connection and then send a follow-up and use your best judgment on should you ask for the meeting right away or have some ping-pong dialogue. But I think a lot of times people probably give up too quickly before they can see this process really come to fruition. And this is leading me to another thought, which might start to become obvious, but once you've grown your network, how can you leverage your network to promote your services or grow your business? So it's a great question because I think a lot of people just use LinkedIn as a they might say a stalking tool, right? I try not to call it that. I say it's researching, right? Research, right? Research, right. The number one activity on LinkedIn is looking at profiles. So you're right on cue if you're using it as a research tool. But what I encourage LinkedIn members to do is think of it like an online networking event. I mean, I don't know about you, Kristen, but I can only manage so many relationships in between my two years. And so I use LinkedIn as my 21st century Rolodex where every day LinkedIn is feeding me real-time activity and things happening to people in my network who I care about. Work anniversaries, promotions, job changes, what they're posting. You know, it takes a lot of work to put valuable, interesting, engaging, consumable, informational, inspirational content on the platform. So LinkedIn says, Hey, Lindsay, your network is posting this type of activity. Go check them out. See what they're saying. Go engage with that. So, so much of this, Kristen, is yes, your LinkedIn profile is foundational. That is hands down the most important piece. But then as you start building up the house with the frames and building your network to put the things inside of the house, right? That actually is 
building relationships, asking for introductions, bringing value to this network that you've built by sharing content that is interesting, valuable, educational, informative, quick tips. Resharing other people's content is another great way to, again, bring value and promote not just your own business, because what we don't want it to be is a billboard of you just showing off your products and services. It's really about becoming a subject matter expert and bringing value. So there's a lot you can do on LinkedIn. And I know you and I both serve and work with busy professionals that are in sales roles that have a lot of activities they need to do on a day-to-day basis. How active do you need to be on LinkedIn to have a strong LinkedIn presence? This might be painful for some people to hear, but I'm here to bring truth and honesty and the tough love. And that is the answer to your question is daily. So that daily activity hopping into LinkedIn can be a combination of many activities in smaller bite-sized sprints. Or that daily activity can be very focused and intentional on a smaller set of activities. So let me give you an example. I trained a client many years ago who was incredibly disciplined in getting in LinkedIn. Now he was getting in there every day, but on Sundays and Thursdays, He got into LinkedIn for one hour and he had specific activities that he was doing. And he kept it very simple. He was building his network through personalized invitations and he was following up to people. That is the only thing he did on Sundays and Thursdays. The balance of that week, it could have been a series of very focused activities. So if he was using a paid subscription, a paid premium version of LinkedIn, such as Sales Navigator. He might have been hopping in to look at his saved searches once a week. He might have been intentionally posting and engaging with other people's activity twice a week. So it's a hard habit to create. But again, it's like you said earlier, Kristen, I think a lot of people give up too soon. But if you can get in the habit of Before you open up LinkedIn on your laptop or desktop computer, you ask yourself, what am I trying to accomplish? What am I trying to do before I go down this rabbit hole and 35 minutes later, I look up at the clock and I have no idea how I spent that time. So it's really being intentional with what you're trying to accomplish before you get inside of the platform. Because it can, just like any website or any online social media tool. It can become this black hole and time suck if you're not mindful and intentional and disciplined with how you're spending it. When you initially said daily, I thought, oh, I am so not in LinkedIn daily. And I'm sitting here thinking there is always time in a day to do the things that are important to you. And I think that final part that you mentioned there, Lindsay, is critical because I don't always have a plan for LinkedIn. And I love how you brought up the intentionality and have a plan. What is the activity you're trying to do? Who are you trying to reach? What impact are you trying to make? And then build time on your calendar to work your plan. Best practices for many aspects of business. So it only makes sense that it would apply to a social media platform like LinkedIn. Yeah. And I would even expand on that further. And I had a client say to me one time, Lindsay, in a perfect world, I just want to go into LinkedIn once a week for 60 minutes. And I said, here's the problem with going in only one time a week. You have missed six days of activity and things happening in your network 
with the people who you care about most, right? Going back to that question I mentioned earlier, who do you want to attract? And what are the challenges that they're facing personally and professionally? Only going in once a week is not enough time. So he and I made a compromise and we took that same amount of time, 60 minutes, and we parsed it, I mean, kind of tongue in cheek, 12 and a half minutes, Monday through Friday, so that he could actually start to get in a rhythm of getting in there and showing up consistently. Not to mention or not to forget that not going in there consistently, LinkedIn is changing so frequently that it will become very overwhelming. I've seen client after client say, Lindsay, this looks totally different. Guess what? It wouldn't look that different if you were getting in there more consistently. So you, by nature, become more confident inside of the tool when you're in there and show up more consistently. What are some additional success strategies you recommend for LinkedIn? The first thing, and you're going to love this, I hope, Kristen, is mindset. LinkedIn is not going away. And that's what I opened up with, right? Is it relevant? Yes. Are they going away? No. So showing up and really taking this tool seriously, I also have to give this tough love that if you're not going to take it seriously, you might want to consider getting off of it altogether. And that is just painful. Some people's mouths drop to the floor. They're like, are you kidding me? Why would LinkedIn Lindsay say get off of LinkedIn? Because let me give you this, right? LinkedIn and Google love each other. So when you search your own name on Google, one of the top search results will be your LinkedIn profile. And people do not have to be connected with you to see that LinkedIn profile because it's public. So I think mindset is the first strategy to really think about, okay, Am I going to take this seriously? Which leads me to the second strategy of investing. Investing in your LinkedIn profile. Potentially investing in a premium subscription. You know, a lot of folks say, yeah, I paid for LinkedIn once and it didn't work. And I'd say, well, did you use it? Well, no, I didn't use it. Well, no wonder it didn't work. <laughs> right? It's like obvious. But you know, investing in your profile, investing in Sales Navigator, if that makes sense, investing in training, investing in, heck, someone like me, right? Who can take the question and confusion and anxiety out of the equation for you. That's why we have the Profile Transformer. It's our premium service where we interview you, write your entire LinkedIn profile, launch it for you, soup to nuts, right? Start to finish. You can take that heavy lifting off your plate and we do it for you. So investing is absolutely so critical to a strategy in LinkedIn working. And the third thing I would say that we've talked about a few times is showing up consistently. So mindset, investing, and showing up consistently would be my recommendations for those three strategies. And again, so many parallels to how we achieve goals or how we build a business. It's a pretty consistent theme around having the right mindset, invest, whether you're investing from a monetary standpoint or a time standpoint, and then that consistency playing out over and over again. So now I'm curious, what are some of the biggest mistakes you've seen people make when it comes to LinkedIn? not taking the LinkedIn profile seriously. I had a call recently with a person who really thought that what they wanted was a strategy to get more leads and promote a new product that they created. And what they really needed to do was get back to the basics. What they really needed to do was build out their LinkedIn profile because it was outdated. It didn't talk about this new product and service that they were trying to promote. 
they weren't showing up consistently and providing value to their networks. They wanted the magic wand, right? And I wish there was a silver bullet, but anything worth doing, it takes time. I believe anything worth doing takes investing, takes consistency, takes the right mindset. And so not taking that profile seriously and just getting back to the basics. I don't think it's what that person wanted to hear from me. They wanted, Hey, Lindsay's the expert. She can provide this strategy for me to get all these leads and sell my product. And yeah, I can. And yeah, you can get there. But we got to start on page one to make sure you can get all the way to page 14. So I would say that's the most important thing. And the piece that, again, many people don't want to hear, but it's absolutely critical. And again, like I said, it's why we have the Profile Transformer and why we write nearly 100 LinkedIn profiles every year. And it's also why we created the Complete LinkedIn Profile course. The Profile Transformer is a premium service that is not accessible to everyone because of the price the commitment to do that project. But the Complete LinkedIn Profile course is something that we created with the intention of giving people an opportunity to do it at their own pace, but with the guidance of me, the expert along the way, building out their profile the right way so that they can take that confusion, that overwhelm, that uncertainty off the table. You hit on another business fundamental. It's back to the basics. How often are we all thinking we need a creative new idea, a strategy, something flashy and fun? In reality, it's back to the basics. You mentioned your course. Tell us a little bit more about some of the growth you experienced last year and what you're looking forward to here in 2021. I appreciate you asking. You know, 2020 was obviously a wild year for all of us. And we are very fortunate that the platform that we teach is an online platform. So we were already virtual. We were already digitally connected. And they're really what we saw was this huge uptick and a lot of aha moments and eyes opening and blinders coming off of, oh, you know, maybe I should start taking this LinkedIn thing kind of seriously. Maybe I should really look into investing in it and changing my mindset. And so the growth that we had in 2020 was completely unexpected, to be honest. We grew our team. We released the first launch of the complete LinkedIn profile course. We opened enrollment. We had a great turnout. We closed enrollment so that we could let those students get through the course. And we're launching it again here soon. And the thing I would say that was such a great reminder for me last year as the leader of McMillian Consulting was how important it is to be adaptable and also to have the courage to reinvest in myself, in my team, in what we were doing. I'll give you a quick story, Kristen. We had our course professionally produced. It's beautifully executed. It is just really top-notch. We're really proud of it. But it didn't start there. It started with my team and I sludging through the mud for 10 hours, setting up in our office all of these different scenarios with lighting and sound. And it was frankly a disaster. And I realized that, oh my gosh, I never even got an estimate or a quote for what it would be to hire a professional to help us do this. Like, shame on me. I just assumed it would be a $10,000, $20,000 investment. And it turns out it wasn't. And we thankfully invested in the professionals to help execute an amazing and product that we just could not have done on our own. So it was a great learning from 2020 that we're definitely taking into this new year. That's a fantastic point. 
sometimes we assume it's going to be way too expensive or way too hard. And we don't even get in and start putting the pieces of the puzzle together to learn, oh, wow, this is a real option. And it turned out to be a fantastic investment for you and your business. Lindsay, I appreciate your time today and you shared so many insightful tips for leveraging LinkedIn and tips for business in general. I'm hoping that our listeners come out of this conversation today with the confidence to grow their network using your sprint model of finding them connect with them via a personalized message, send that follow-up, and then continuing to stay in touch. And also with the perspective that to excel, whether you're looking to excel on LinkedIn or excel in business, excel in sales, you can apply your mindset, investment, and showing up consistently beliefs across the board to achieve success. So for individuals who want to connect with you, I am sure you are on LinkedIn and they can find you on LinkedIn. Where else can our listeners connect with you to learn more about the course or the profile tool you mentioned? Absolutely. So yes, LinkedIn is the place, go figure, where you can find me personally, as well as make sure you're looking up our company, McMillian Consulting. We are pushing really amazing content, again, keeping our audience in mind. So follow that company page and then Instagram. So LinkedIn, Lindsay on Instagram. And then Kristen, I actually wanted to share a special offer for your listeners. I put together an awesome freebie that your listeners can snag by going to linkedintoit.com forward slash elite. Well, we appreciate that freebie. And as we are all pursuing our goals, the tips you shared today, Lindsay, are sure to help us expand our networks, attract top talent to our organizations, and enhance our personal brands. With that goal, achievers, celebrate those weekly wins, note the lessons that you are learning, and make sure you identify your priorities for next week. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you are feeling inspired and want to join the Goal Achievers community, visit my website to sign up and get connected. We can also connect socially on Instagram. Follow me at Meet Kristen Burke. Links are in the show notes. Don't forget to rate, review, and share this show. Until next time, Goal Achievers, keep progressing towards your goals and celebrate those weekly wins.